Hello and welcome. My name is the Alpha Female, and you are listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Whoa! G'day, Mitty's Bushwhacker Luke here, 2015 Hall of Famer, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Yeah! Whoa! This is pro wrestling's only modern-day Viking gunner, and you're on Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, this is Nick Magnus Tolders, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hi, this is Leva Bluepants Bates. And you are listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, this is Jeff Jarrett, the king of the mountain and founder of Global Force Wrestling. And you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, f- fellas, uh, you guys have a great day. And, and this is only because I'm talking to Canadians. It is actually spitting snow in Tennessee. See? Oh, my See? God. <laughs> That's Brandon. a great we've had, we've, we've had 70 degree weather here. For, I mean, we really had a warm December. And I get on the phone with damn Canadians and we're spitting snow. So. The following program is scheduled for your entertainment with no time limits. Let me introduce to you the owner of Turnbuckle Studios and your host of Turnbuckle Talk. That's right, myself, Carl Carafel. Thank you so much for joining the program today. Episode 291, I believe this is been doing this a long time since 2015 first and foremost i want to say thank you to each and every one of you that show up and be my co-host here live as we go live on twitch.tv slash turnbuckle studios as well as youtube we're over there as well on turnbuckle studios and on facebook at tb talk pod As well, I want to give a huge shout-out to my friend Mike with Backbreaker Media, who has generously allowed for updates to come when I do this show live. Thank you very much, Mike. I appreciate you, my friend, and that is absolutely fantastic and awesome of you. Thank you so much. As I said, I want each and every one of you to be my co-host every week. So make sure that you are inside those comments and I will make sure that I am putting them up as well. Just like this, Corporate Joe is in the building. Absolutely fantastic. Joe, are you working? Or should you be jumping on here with me? Considering it is Joe and I that started this program of Turnbuckle Talk back in 2015. We've got some amazing things to go over today. And some things that I don't think a lot of other people are talking about. And I think the first one that I want to talk about is a new writer that has been hired by the WWE. Now, news of this just came out very shortly. But I think it is... Um, really good to go over and really good to talk about considering what has been going on within the WWE, especially at uh, live shows during commercial breaks and at house shows. Joe says currently washing dishes while watching the show. Well, I appreciate that. And you know, anytime that you're off on a Tuesday and you want to hop on here, the invitation is open. You know that. So the WWE recently has hired, last month, a former Marvel Comics Avengers Halloween Special Number 11 writer 
as well as this person has uh, worked on Disney XD series Player Select. Okay. So it's very, very interesting that we definitely have this. But I can maybe hop on, though, in a few minutes, Corporate Joe says, which is very good. Uh, let me definitely do this here. I'm going to copy this link, and as we talk, I'm going to send this over. So Fightful Select behind their paywall, which has come out for free uh, from other, other sources. They brought it out here. Uh, have let us know the WWE has hired a man by the name of Rob Fee, F-E-E, Rob Fee, to the new position of Director of Long-Term Creative. Long-Term Creative, a brand new position that has been brought in. So, it's very interesting that we are getting a writer like this. And for those of you that don't know, Rob Fee is a horror writer. That's what he is. He is a horror writer. So, with that being said, I'm sure you all know exactly where I'm going with this. He apparently is the one behind all these little vignettes that have been playing. All of these little... QR codes. You see one right there. I'm going to touch on that in a minute. These QR codes that have been popping up on programming. Apparently, this is the guy behind all of the white rabbit teases in the recent weeks. Which is very interesting. Um, I'm really hoping that this is the case. I'm really, I, I really do. I think that this is going to be absolutely fantastic. If this guy is already doing stuff like this and getting us so invested in things, considering uh, what the name of this show today is Feed Your Head, The Saga Continues, because there has been more that we will definitely talk about that has come out from all of this white rabbit stuff. And if this is the guy behind it, I'm happy about it. I am definitely happy about it. So I thought that it was very interesting that not a lot of people, as I said, have been talking about uh, Rob here and him in the new position that he's in. So you may not have heard it here first, but I can tell you that you've heard it here. That's all I'm going to talk about for Rob. Because I want to see where things go. And if any more information comes out on this guy and the new position as head of long-term creative comes out. I want to shift now to somebody who has been missing off of television for a little while now. And that is Miro. Miro, as part of All Elite Wrestling, has really done fantastic since he's been there. And we know that he's been there, and then he's been gone, and then he came back, and then he's been gone for a little bit again. But this time around, there is a reason for him being gone, and that is because he has actually made his acting debut on CBS. So when was this? This was October 2nd. So two days ago, he made his debut. So Miro appeared on the episode, the premiere, sorry, the premiere episode of the new CBS drama, East New York. So the Redeemer plays the character Nikolai Dushkin, and was shown in the series' first trailer being interrogated and asking for a lawyer. Miro was absent from AEW programming for a good chunk of 2022, partially due to him pursuing acting roles like this one. 
I have not seen the show yet, and I think I may try to find it just to see what this character is that Miro is playing and how well he does. I have always been a fan of Miro, whether he was as Miro, the Redeemer, or whether he was as the Bulgarian Brute. Rusev in the WWE, I have been a fan of this guy. And I'm really looking forward to uh, what he does here within acting. So to my understanding, to my understanding, Miro is kind of a reoccurring character that will show up on episodes. And that's a reason why he's been gone for so long. Which will be absolutely fantastic. But we do know that he does continue to uh, kind of give his little digs in there inside of the uh, world of professional wrestling. Um, There was a a tweet that went out. Somebody tweeted out a picture of Miro and said, The last time Miro, Miro wrestled on AEW Dynamite was three months ago. To which Miro quoted the tweet and simply put nobody has the balls very cool i do like that and i do like that he continues to keep within professional wrestling even if it is just on twitter twitter has a huge following right there are so many people that use the platform that I think that this is a good way for him to do this. So this show actually looks really, really cool, to be honest with you, and I do want to tell you a little bit about it, and I'm not getting paid to talk about this show, but I want to talk about it for a minute because, well, police shows have always been an interest for me. So from the executive producers of NYPD Blue, East New York stars Amanda Warren as Deputy Inspector Regina Haywood, the newly promoted boss of the 74th Precinct in East New York, which is a working-class neighborhood on the edge of Brooklyn in the midst of social upheaval. Uh, With family ties to the area, Haywood is determined to deploy creative methods to protect the community with the help of her officers and detectives. But first, she has the daunting task of getting them on board as some are skeptical of her promotion and others resist her methods of leadership. So very, very interesting that um, we get something like this that that comes out. And I think it's going to be a really, really cool show. And this right here is a really cool showing as well as we bring on. That's right. Corporate Joe has joined us. Joe, I know that you said that you have been uh, uh, watching and listening. Um, Have you been this entire time? Yes. Okay. So let's uh, go back to the first topic that I had. Before you uh, do that, I'm just going to have a sip of my coffee that I just made. Okay. As you have a sip of your coffee, I'm going to take a drink of my Um, non-sponsored Dr. Pepper. Uh, this is my non-sponsor, Tim Hortons maple-flavored medium roast. <laughs> Not being paid to do this. Oh, the maple roast is fantastic, actually. It is really good. Yeah, yeah. It definitely is. It's not too harsh. It's not too bold. It's just got a oh, very, great. very subtle maple flavor to it, and it's good. I like it. Yeah. I like it. So what do you think about this uh, uh, This new um, job title? And this new job, essentially, that's been created for this guy, Rob Fee, who's coming in as the uh, head of long-term creative as a writer. What do you? What are your thoughts on that? Don! Good to see you, my brother. If you guys don't know who... who uh, you guys may know who this is, but if you don't, he, he, he really likes this show. Uh, that plays on Turnbuckle Studios. This show that he really, really enjoys is called The Boar's Nest with Bubba Duke. 
go and check that show out. It's 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 a hit. It's it's really cool. People love it. So I'm sorry, I cut you off there. Um, what do you oh. think about this guy being hired on and a new uh, new job title being made for this person? It's always interesting when you know Fresh Blood is brought into WWE specifically, because you know, I've been pretty vocal on this program before that uh, some of the old guard, you know, Vince in particular, you know, not with it modern times, you know, and doesn't even go out and see movies and see what kind of you know people are into, you know. Thankfully, still some decent minds around, you know, like your Pat Patterson's and whatnot, but those are all gone now, um, and right. this person's being brought in. Now, what's interesting is, um, do, do they have any kind of history or? Or experience in professional wrestling, I guess would be my first question. From what I have found, none. Nothing. Eh? This so, person is just simply a horror writer. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. I, I mean, uh, you know, hopefully we still have the right professional wrestling minds there just to kind of keep things in check. Because, I mean, cool to have lots of creative ideas, but then we could also cross into absurd territory where things don't make sense in any kind of pro wrestling context right so as long as i think that there's that right professional mind to work alongside this new writer you can have something really cool because then you have somebody with kind of an outside perspective that could bring some fresh ideas in as long as they're not for lack of a better term stupid right so now it's been said that he is the one that's behind all of this white rabbit stuff that's been going on. Just one person, eh? Hmm. Right. So, and, and just to give you a quick little background. Um, so Rob Fee, uh, director and producer known for player select, uh, which was a Disney XD, uh, the Ellen okay. DeGeneres show back in 2003 and, eh. uh, WFH will from home, uh, in uh, 2020. Not so. not the, not the most um, impressive of resumes, I will say. Um, well, that's I mean, just that's just a little bit of it, right? He has yeah. done work with uh, with Marvel as well. Okay, that's cool. That's um, so cool. he has done some Marvel stuff too, which is which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But for, for the record, brief on that, uh, I will always be a DC fan, not so much a Marvel <laughs> fan. Not necessarily a strike against them, but dude, I, you, you know me, like I'm. You are a Superman fan. I am a Batman fan. You're, yeah. And uh, it's never going to change. No, no, it never will. So, yeah, I think it's really interesting that they've created this new uh, new title for somebody and brought them in. I think it's absolutely fantastic. Now, let's talk about Miro making his acting debut on uh, on this new show. Mm-hmm. It's interesting and, because. Now, uh, I love you. <laughs> DC. DC represents. <laughs> yes. Right? Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that she feels the same way. Otherwise, I'm going to have to pretend like we're not friends anymore. No, I'm just oh. kidding. Um, but um, <laughs> she knows I'm kidding. At least I hope she does. Um, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting because there's so many um, professional wrestlers. I mean, the list is long and distinguished. And maybe not so much in the other direction as well. I mean, so many wrestlers have attempted um, to be successful actors, but I think the list of, that have actually been successful is relatively short. Um, it, it's interesting because, I mean, that, that's such a big aspect of what they do, you know. And you know, the, the ones that really do excel at it typically are the ones that um, that, are, that are successful when they make that transition, right? Right. So you know, like you know, especially recently, you know, both uh, The Rock um, and John Cena both very successful. Uh, Batista very much so as well. Um, he has been yes. involved in um, you know the uh, the new Blade Runner movie, the new uh, Dune movies. Uh, and that director that does those movies is very particular about the actors that that he uses. So the fact that right. Dave has impressed him is impressive because. Uh, you know, uh, going back to that uh, moment, this is really rewinding the clock a little bit, but that little impromptu segment of him dragging Ric Flair into uh, the locker room there, um, I thought it was kind of one of those first real moments that kind of happened live on camera in quite a long time uh, there, and that was well executed. So, it, you know, it, it, it's cool to see uh, actors transitioning now. Miro, uh, you know, I have to wait and see before kind of passing any kind of judgment. Um, but, uh, I mean, there's always that potential there because, you know, these acting is, is such a large portion of what a professional wrestler does. Um, right. and, and the ones that can, that do it very well 
tend to transition well. So, um, yeah, I'll be interested to see how that plays out. I I think so as well. So I think that this is, uh, yeah, East New York is what the show is called, and I'm definitely going to have to find it because I definitely want to check out Miro's appearance at least yeah. uh, to kind of kind of see what I think about mm-hmm. Miro as an actor inside of a television series actor. and program. Right? Yeah. Actor. Actor. <laughs> uh, speaking of somebody that acts and that acts very well, and I'm not talking about Booker T as he's axing you a question. Wait, wait, are you saying Booker T is a good actor? No, 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 no. no. Booker T will ax you a question. (laughs) I'm going to ax you a question right now. What are your thoughts on Max Dupree? Um, I have not seen much to really give much of a, of an opinion. Um, I mean, I've heard some things. Um, I think anybody that can cause what if I say L.A. Knight or Eli Drake? Okay, now you're speaking my language, right? He'll he'll always be <laughs> dummy to, to me, right? So, um, yeah, I mean, he's somebody that uh, I'm a little concerned that the, that the the character name has changed so many times since he's been there. To me, that that indicates that they're not quite sure the, the direction they want to go. Like, like, give the guy something concrete to work with and just let him go with it. You know, because then after a while, frustration and everything can kind of set in and be like, hey, you know, so what do I have to do to get you guys to trust or to give me, you know, something that I can work with? So that's my only concern because, I mean, he's so good. And the fact that he's still there when others have come and gone, that says a lot too. So, you know, just just give the, the guy something good to work with and, and, and he can do well at it. Just, just let the guy be himself or, you know, a, a cranked up version of himself just to just – Give him something and stick with it, though. Don't keep changing. Well, then I think you're going to be disappointed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I did all so, that. What's up? Um, apparently, what is happening, um, according to PWI Insider, Dupree is indeed gone from the group that he's with called the Maximum Male Models. Damn. And going to be returning to his L.A. Knight persona on WWE programming. He is now listed as such on the internal roster. And as far as the futures of the male models and Maxine Dupree are concerned, it appears that as of now, maximum male models will go on with Maxine Dupree heading the uh, the group as opposed to Max Dupree and Maxine as well. Uh-huh. So kind of a good thing because you're talking about how, uh, how great he is and how good he is and let him shine. I think this is the way you do it. Allow him to come in, allow him to be that Eli Drake character under a different name because we know that Anthem Anthem Sports Entertainment actually owns the uh, the, the rights to Eli Drake, so Impact Wrestling yep. owns those rights. But um, L.A. Knight still works as well because he can do L.A. Knight. He can still have the mannerisms just with yep. that name instead, right? So I think it's really cool that they're finally going to be allowing this to happen. I hope, I hope, because I really want to see a good singles run with L.A. Knight. Um, so, according to this that I'm reading here, it says things have changed drastically, though, in Knight's favor lately, with Vince McMahon no longer the WWE chairman and CEO, and Paul Levesque yeah. being promoted to the role of chief content officer um, during his time in NXT. LA Knight worked really closely with Paul. So from what we're seeing, Triple yeah. H, Paul Levesque, whatever you want to call him right now, Strips is really trying to put a shine and a focus on those people that he worked closely with in yeah. NXT, right? Um, so this, I would say definitely a shoe in for like intercontinental champion. Right. Yeah. Right. And I do not want to see them do this whole 
bullshit million dollar championship with la knight again please i do not want to see that i actually want to see him go for something good chris my friend so glad to have you in here the vibe i got from la knight in nxt it sort of felt like he would have been better off as mrs protege as opposed to champa being in that spot Ooh. yeah you know what I, I i agree with that i definitely do yeah i do but i mean again right we saw kind of that same thing happen with um uh aaron stevens oh, what was he known as oh damon sandow yes right yeah. right yeah. and with, with sandow with damian sandow that character things were just very much like they were comedic when it came to what, what he was doing. Right. And, and yeah. I don't want to see that for LA Knight. I want to mm -hmm. see LA Knight be in a, a good role and not just a comedic role. Okay. So, and also back to, you know, um, getting intercontinental championship and then being that being the stepping stone to maybe, um, a larger title, right. Instead of going ch world championship first, and then win the Intercontinental Championship afterwards, right? That's it's backwards, right? So it's nice to see that proper trend, that proper transition again. So that'd, that'd be cool. And Alex Riley too, yeah, good mention. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So Chris, yeah, Chris Best and Chris Cortez, yes, <laughs> agree to both. <laughs> definitely, was that his name? Yes, yes, it was. Yeah. And then and then Chris Best coming in as well, and John Morrison. Right, another name that, uh, un unfortunately, I mean, I don't think it was well suited to him. I think no, no, yeah, I don't think yeah. so either. It definitely I think that held not. him back, if anything. Yeah, I I would agree with that. Now, what he's done outside of the WWE um, has been fantastic. Um, yeah, I hate this bullshit of him just using like Johnny Impact and Johnny Dark and yeah. Johnny AAA <laughs> and. Yeah, you, you know, like, dude, pick one name, freaking stick with it, please. Right, please, yeah. or just go as John. Johnny, here's <laughs> right. Johnny. Right? Could you imagine? Could you yeah, imagine little... John John Morrison taking on a heel role and going a little dark? I don't see. It'd be, it would definitely be off brand for him. Um, you would there would have to. The key to, to doing something like that properly is you need, there has to be that reason and that trigger for that to happen, right? Because you can't just be like, okay, you're a bad guy without any kind of motion or transition towards that movement because your audience and your crowd will call you out on it. Oh, yeah, they will. Right? So um, so there has to be a reason for that to happen organically. And then I, I think he could pull it off if you wanted to. I think he definitely could as well. I think he could as well. So for those of you that are in the video watching the live stream right now, I want your thoughts on that question, please. I want you to tell me, do you think John Morrison would be good if done correctly as a heel as we hear from our sponsors? Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Wrestling a love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand, THE wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow. The wrestling brand. The official Turnbuckle Studio shop is open. Official merchandise from all the favorite shows, plus merchandise you can only find here. Stuff from Turnbuckle Studios. Carl Carafel unboxes The Boar's Nest with Bubba Duke 
miscellaneous products that you can only find here. Beats and Beatdowns and Turnbuckle Talk. Find all this merchandise exclusively at carlcarafel.redbubble.com. And I think something that we may have to do as well is see if we can bring in some extra turn merchandise for the Red Bubble store as well. If those of you that don't know, Joe over there does a show on Turnbuckle Studios called The Extra Turn where he talks about Magic the Gathering and the world surrounding it, all the different cards that are there, pack openings, just a whole bunch of crazy stuff. And to be honest with you, if you have not seen the latest one, as I pulled it up here to get real-time numbers, that episode has 86 views on it in the last two days. So there you Not go. Too shabby. Yeah, there are actually some cards from this uh, set right here that I opened up. And um, actually looking back on it after producing it uh, um, in the, the Modern Horizons 2-pack. Hold on one second. I'm doing this in real time here, folks. Um, <laughs> I pulled this card here from that Modern Horizons 2-pack. Um, okay. So that's, um, it's called Urza Saga. And that card alone goes for a little over $40. Oh, Wow. And I pulled it out of a twelve dollar pack, so pretty pretty cool. Definitely, it is <laughs> a new a new cool thing for us here as well. Look right below me. Do you see that? Do you see that new thing there? Rogue affiliate. If you guys Ooh. don't know what Rogue is, Rogue Energy is a fantastic drink. You see that QR code that's there? Oh yes. The WWE can do it. We can do it too. We got a QR code there for you to scan, which will take you right to the website. Absolutely fantastic stuff that is over there. It's energy drinks. It's an energy drink, all natural. It's not your your monsters. It's not your rock stars. It's none of that. This stuff actually gives you nutrients inside of these drinks. There are some amazing flavors. They have shakers. They even have a cooler, a mini fridge for you for these things as well. It's like powder form. You take out a scoop. There you go. The rocket pop right there. There's deals. There's starter kits that are there. A whole bunch of great stuff. And we want to help you save on that as well. Since we are a Rogue Energy affiliate, Olay, use the <laughs> promo code OLEPODS and you're going to get 10% off your purchase and i do want to make sure that you know that when you use that promo code not only are you saving but you're helping well you're helping something pretty damn cool that is on its way mm. so logo. we're gonna we're gonna we're, we're really gonna hear a lot more about uh about that logo that has popped up there in the coming weeks so I appreciate everyone that goes and checks out Rogue Energy at that QR code. And it's there for you to take and use any time you want. Going to get to these comments here now. First, Mel, <laughs> yes, Olay. Yes. <laughs> so these comments, as we come back from the break... Chris Cortez is saying, with the right story, yes, we could have a heel John Morrison um, saying as well, they could have done really well when him and The Miz split or to see him return and be part of the Judgment Day. I think that would bring a, a really cool flippy shit factor <laughs> to, um, to the Judgment Day. Right, they seem to be. Uh, they they seem to be just really brutes. Um, no. They're they're just beat down, beat down squad kind of thing, right? Uh, Mel, 
right? Oh, yeah. Mel says his abs need to be bedazzled mm. again. But if done right, Morrison can be heal. Joe, go. I, I just once, I want to see somebody come out. Um, I don't care what wrestling company, but like bedazzled. I want somebody to do this. Is a Simpsons reference? The Carl might already know where I'm going with this. Somebody with like the leather coat uh, with disco stew on the back. I would pop pretty large for that. Right? Uh, yes. Disco Chris... Stew likes disco music. <laughs> yes, he does. Chris Best is saying it would have to be done with someone planting those seeds of hatred in him. Similar to what Rhea Ripley has done with Dominic Mysterio. Yeah. I agree with that. I think that that would be uh, that would be really good. <laughs> Chris is asking, "Is it like the WWE energy drink? Energy drink they used to make? Uh, no. Maybe. Uh, uh, how about no? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. I can tell you that this stuff is much, oh. much better. Yeah. Do that again in Doctor Evil style. All right. <laughs> how about no?" How about no, you crazy <laughs> bastard? <laughs> oh, shit, yes. Dr. Evil, yeah. one of my favorite characters of all time. We'll leave that up for a couple minutes here as well. Make sure you hit that QR code. Yes, it works. I just did it in real time. We're going to talk a little bit of QR code here shortly. But what I do want to touch on super quick here is that the 25th anniversary celebration of D generation X. Oh, you didn't know it was happening. Yeah. Apparently it is happening next week. Um, interesting. So I know that you, you have not really watched a lot of, uh, like the AEW programming, uh, but yeah. Billy Gunn is part of AEW. He, he worked for the piss ant company. Yes, he does. Yeah. So, of course, everybody knows him as the badass Billy Gunn, right? Yeah. So his kids are there as well. Yep. His two his two boys are or two of his boys are there working with AEW, and he has been kind of paired with them and paired with others, but he's kind of taken on this new uh, nickname, and that new nickname is Daddy Ass. Okay, right? Joe just about had a spit take there. Alrighty then. Daddy ass. So, we all know that fans of professional wrestling watch AEW as well as the WWE. WWE apparently is already in the works of trying to stifle daddy ass chants during this <laughs> Monday Night Raw. Oh. I want your take on this, especially because it is Degeneration X. And we yep. all know what DX was all about. We know that they were about just anarchy. And just being juvenile. So do you think that it's right that the WWE has decided that they are going to try to stifle these chants of daddy ass? Or should they just allow them to happen? It's interesting because this brings up a really broad topic that I think we haven't touched a whole lot on. Um, because there, there's good and bad to it, right? Um, you know allowing the audience to just kind of cheer what they want is good to a certain extent, right? Okay. Because the, there, there is the risk that your audience just overtakes the show and then you lose control of the narrative, right? That that's where it can get a little bit dangerous. You know, the what chance, the CM Punk chance, the you deserve it or, right. uh, you know, or, uh, you know, fight forever or uh, this is awesome. You know, it, it, cool. You effed up. You effed right? up. Right. Or holy shit. Holy shit. You know, uh, or, you know, the, but I think some of the ones like what, 
and CM Punk and some of those ones out of the context of what's going on on the program and what's going in the ring and in the arena can be kind of a bad thing because it just it throws the whole dynamic of what's trying to be presented to the audience, right? So it's tricky. Um, um, if I was in the know and kind of working with production and kind of coordinating with this, I think I'd be doing with kind of a similar approach to maybe kind of discourage that because it, it risks damaging the narrative that WWE is currently trying to, to portray. Right. So yeah, um, that's my personal take on it. I think that they're well within their right to try and do that just to kind of protect their own business. So at this point, I mean, we're not even 100% sure if he's going to be there. Yeah, because right. he is under contract with AEW right now. And while Tony Khan has actually allowed uh, some of the company's talents to tape uh, like like little vignette things for John Cena's tribute that yeah. happened in June, the relationship between the two companies has uh, kind of become a little frosty. Um, you know, uh, it's, yep. it's, it's really not where it was before. Um, and there's a number of different reasons for that. Um, yeah. So we, we may not even see him there. But then again, this is pretty much Triple H's WWE. So we could very well see it. And we do know that the WWE has in the past shut down unwanted crowd reactions, either by uh, audio muffling on uh, the, the actual broadcast that, that goes out to everyone on television, or by piping in different cheers or booze into the arena itself yeah so yeah so realistically do you think that he shows up yes yeah i i, th- I think he does too because i think exceptions can be made for these kind of things and, and if it does happen you know that, that that's interesting because you know i won't say like it opened the floodgates to this kind of stuff happening but it provides that little bit of hope and intrigue that you know some interesting dream matchups or scenarios could potentially happen right like i would live like nothing better for like a minoru suzuki to come in and just like beat the piss out of the Miz, something right. like that right would be like truly entertaining right that'd be like almost like a three-way kind of connection there be that that's a new japan guy who's doing stuff with AEW, showing up on a wwe program i would tune in for that because that's intriguing right so and that's something that's been sorely missing from mainstream wrestling that's on been on television is just crossing over stuff like that. That that would be really, really interesting. And I think we'd see ratings across the board on uh, AEW, New Japan, and WWE improving if a bunch of that crossing over happens. Right. And you're talking Mel Ball's language there, talking Minoru Suzuki and uh, New Japan. I know. Yeah. 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 Chris coming in here saying, remember, AEW has allowed Billy Gunn to appear on WWE for his Hall of Fame induction. Yes, that was a while ago. Um, situations have changed. My good friend, Ed Fries coming in here. Ed, love you. You know that. Sorry I'm so late. Dude, dude, It's you're not late. You came in right at the time you were supposed to. He's getting caught up watching NXT, and he's going to check out the VOD, which I appreciate. VOD is available. It's going to be available immediately after this now. I don't have to really upload anything anymore. And also, congratulations on the almost rhyme with that line, Ed. (laughs) NXT VOD. Right? Yeah, no, I I think it really, really close. Really, really close. It was good, though. Uh, let's see here. Ed is saying, yeah, but that also led to Triple H calling AEW a piss ant company. Yes. Yep. Um, as we started talking about this, <laughs> I mentioned yeah, I Billy Gunn's name, and yeah. Joe goes, oh, yeah. he's working for that piss ant company? <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, Mel, I think Mel is 100% correct here. The WWE could not handle Minoru Suzuki. NXT, I think, uh, would be a cool spot for him to do like a show because Jushin Thunder Liger, uh, you know, personally right? requested to do a match with uh, Tyler Breeze, which, by the way, go back and find that match if you can. Fantastic. Um, 
but I think Suzuki uh, having a match with like one of those uh, up and coming names in NXT or like one of their real kind of ring generals there. That's again, that's something I would tune in to watch. I think I would too. That would be really, really cool. What's what's your what's your favorite thing from uh, from Minoru? For me, like my, my favorite thing ever from him was probably that match recently with uh, him and Jushin Thunder Liger, where Liger actually became um, uh, kind of like his alter ego, um, which I forget um, uh, what he referred to himself as. Basically, like he takes his mask off, he has the face paint on. Um, I forget exactly. Mel uh, will probably uh, put it in the comments and trigger my memory, but uh, that was really, really cool moment. Because, I mean, those two have had so many encounters over the years, and um, that, that was a truly great moment. Again, if you can find that somewhere, do yourself a favor and watch it. It is progressing um, at its best. I would have to agree. I want your take on this. Ed Fry's coming in here saying Gunther versus Sheamus versus Minoru Suzuki. What do you um, think? Do you think that Kish could work? Yeah. Kish and Thunder Liger. Yeah, thank you, Mel. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. Um, Guther versus Suzuki could be uh, interesting. I think a three-way, there'd be almost like too much going on. Um, you think so? Yeah, I think a three-way would just be a little too much. I wouldn't mind seeing like Guther versus Suzuki and then Sheamus versus Suzuki, but in like separate matches, I think. Okay. Oh, you yeah. know what? That would be really cool. I think separately matches would yeah. be fantastic for for them yeah gunther for me, versus um, suzuki and then sheamus versus suzuki hell yeah, yeah. uh sheamus versus suzuki would intrigue me more um because uh, um you know his chest would show a lot more with him being really pasty white you could really see the chops and the bruising and stuff going on there okay yep that yeah. makes sense yeah that makes total sense and I refuse. I still refuse to call him Gunther. He is Walter. I, I, I do, do not acknowledge calling him Gunther. Screw uh, that. I'm, I'm okay with the name Gunther. He's Walter. It's grown on me. It's uh, you know, it's a little more German to be able to say Gunther. Right. And wait, hold on here. Yeah. Any match with Yuji Nagato versus Minoru Suzuki is a match yeah. everyone should see. Yes. Uh, Ed, Ed, yes. This as well. Ed's favorite Suzuki moment was when he lost to Goto and had to shave his head at Wrestle Kingdom. And then he came back after Zack Sabre Jr. tried to get him out of the ring. No. Yeah. There's a name mentioned too that uh, you don't hear too much currently, but it's somebody who's like, he's like the underdog that flies below everybody's radar. And he always gets forgotten about Zack Sabre Jr. is one of the best wrestlers on the planet. Yes. And he gets so overlooked. Um, that guy needs to have a world championship somewhere. I agree. I agree. Just as Chris does too. Chris Best wholeheartedly agrees with Joe that Gunther is Walter. Chris is a smart man. <laughs> <laughs> so how much of this white rabbit saga have you been hearing about? Um, just mainly what you've been presenting on this program, sir. Um, Cause okay. I've been trying to <coughs> steer clear of it. Cause I want to uh, stay relatively fresh when it happens, you know, okay. but I mean, you know, I was in the chat the other week, you know, presenting all sorts of weird, stupid cornball ideas or what it could possibly be. And you not know, even said like Adam Rose, um, which I, I, I still think that isn't necessarily too far fetched in of idea, um, you know, given the whole rabbit thing. Um, right. But I mean, I think, I think at this point, if it's not Bray Wyatt, then I wouldn't necessarily call it a failure, but at the same time too, it would be like one of the best troll works of all time. Like, you know, we mentioned at the top of the program that this one guy is apparently in charge of doing all this. It's it's got to be a multi thing going on here because there's other people from the outside contributing to the narrative as well, right? So it's like the whole wrestling community kind of like pitching in little things and providing little suggestions. That's kind of right. grown into this thing that's kind of not gotten out of control in a bad way, but it's gotten out of control to where I just hope that we don't run into this is maybe not the best example that we don't run into like the gobbledygooker coming out of the egg situation. 
to where yeah. it's like this whole buildup and it it's like a fart in church when it happens, right? Yeah. That's the only danger here is yeah. that the buildup is more than what the uh, end game is. That's my only concern. I, I hope that it's obviously something fantastic, but they need to blow out of the water now because uh, they set right. themselves up for failure if they mess it up. I think so as well. Chris Vest saying, I think it's a push for a stable led by Bray Wyatt. Yeah, that definitely is something that, um, that I have thought as well. Um, again, if you take a look at my Twitter at K Carafel, K A R U F E L. There's a graphic that I have there depicting superstars provided by black mass design who essentially has kind of that same idea with some different, uh, superstars as part of a faction so i think that that's that's a, a very interesting very interesting idea so the saga actually continues so the latest white rabbit tees dropped this week's monday night raw early in the show's second hour candace LeRae could be seen walking backstage just as she began to approach a f- three other female superstars, and I'll give their names to you in a minute. The feed started to give out, and the code, the QR code, flashed on the screen for a second. Then the show continued as normal, which is what has been happening. Okay. Mm-hmm. It definitely has been happening. So now, last week, the last time that we got this code, we went through and things were, were, were figured out and the word Bel Air was okay. got out of hmm. out of that. Okay. Hmm. So Candace LeRae, and I'm so glad Candace is back. I absolutely love that. Candace LeRae is in the back and she's approaching Oscar, Alexa Bliss, and Bianca Bel Air. Hmm. Okay. Just keep that in mind. The latest clue is a little more complicated. It actually involved... Do you remember those old Magic Eye paintings? Right? So it actually included one of those inside of it. Yes. Half of a WWE.com URL and a binary code embedded in the URL. So some of these clues have been solved. The first was the binary code hidden in the end of the URL and the QR code sends you, or the QR code, let me repeat this. Binary code hidden in the end of the URL that the QR code sends you to. When translated, the binary spells out the word G-A-C-Y. Gacy? Gacy. Okay. Yes. So we're so, resurrecting the serial killer? No? No. Okay. This, I think, could be a reference to NXT's Joe Gacy. Oh. Who has actually had some, I think, some pretty unfair uh, comparisons to Bray Wyatt because Joe Gacy has pretty much been doing his own kind of cult leader persona as well in NXT. Okay. So I think tonight on NXT, there's going to be some more that comes out of this because I think at some point when they show Joe Gacy, we're going to see another code come up. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. So, As you go through as well, uh, you know, you scan the code and um, a photo comes up. And the photo is a depiction of the biblical figure, Samson. A UR code is hidden behind the photo, which takes you to a different portrait of Samson. This time using his strength to tear down the stone pillars that are around him. And there's a number at the bottom of the photo 
When you Google that number, it takes you to an image of the Japanese milk brand White Rabbits. What the F, David Already. Blaine? Right. What the F, David Blaine? There's a lot going on there. <clears throat> like this is this is how like insanely intricate all of this has been. So if this guy even if he has a few other people working with him is creating all of this. Yeah. By God, there's going to be a lot of people involved with this. Um, just back briefly, like you had mentioned, I just want to go slightly uh, off topic for a little bit. Okay. Like you did mention Cand- Candace LeRae. And yeah. I, I, I hope that she doesn't have anything to do with this faction, to be perfectly honest with you, because I think that there is somebody that you could have be as like a main female baby face in your program. She has such that such a likable personality or anything about her. Oh yeah, that, and that's a merchandise machine. Just you're just waiting for money to be printed. I think that you know he'll maybe further on down the line, but you make her like a tall baby face, and you hitch your wagon to that money train as quickly as possible. Because I mean, damn, there's so much potential there for it to be <laughs> right? like a main white meat baby face. And I, they they are pretty much starting to do that. They Good. definitely <laughs> are. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I want I want to get to Chris's comment here as well because this is really interesting. Um, he says I feel like I'm the only one who saw this, but I had a look at the QR code again and realized that the painting of Samson getting his hair cut by Delilah could also refer to when Elias cut his hair to become Ezekiel. Now the second painting that shows up when you click the link hidden under the painting. It shows Samson taking down the pillars. This could represent Elias coming back as well. Keep in mind, when Elias was in an NXT, his name was Elias Samson. That's true. Yeah. I, right? I would say I, <laughs> if that's it, nothing against Elias, but if that's if that all that build up is towards it, him i would be i would be disappointed i think i i probably would be as well but yeah. that just works though it makes sense like yeah yeah yep okay so in this entire thing there's another code that was hidden on the original web page that the qr oh code sends you to <laughs> while initially it appeared as though it was just like red lines it's actually the yucha language from Mm. the predator franchise the movie the predator yeah so when translated it actually reads before me things created were none save things eternal and and eternal i endure which is a quote from Dante's Inferno describing the message written above the gates of hell. That quote ends with the phrase, abandon all hope ye who enter here, which are the same words drawn across the door of the Firefly Funhouse. Mm. Yeah. There, there's... It's a good, interesting character. If you did um, a Dante type character in WWE, right? That, that 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 could almost be done properly. A character that could replace Undertaker. You have, yes. right? I, I think maybe like a Finn Balor might be suited well, well to that. I think so as well. I think Finn Balor could definitely take that yeah. and run with it and do to great like things with it. That tortured soul. Like you introduce a female character because those who aren't aware. Uh, the story um, from that book is basically so he was basically in love with a woman that he didn't really kind of know and then she died and then he went to like the circles of hell to try and save her that could make for some interesting storytelling if you wanted to venture into that surreal uh, supernatural stuff I think it would be fantastic and it's not like they have shied away from doing supernatural stuff before yep I think it definitely could work that's all I've got for everyone here this week. I want to thank everyone for 
popping in, coming into the chat, being my co-host and for Corporate Joe making his way here as well. Once again, CollarAndElbowBrand.com, founded by my good friend Al Snow. Amazing stuff happening over there. Use the promo code JKPODCAST and get yourself 10% off over there. Check out CarlCarafel.RedBubble.com where you can get yourself some amazing merchandise as well from everything that's happening at Turnbuckle Studios. Joe. <laughs> hey, Astrid. Astrid, love you, girl. Thank you so much for coming in. You're going to have to check love, this replay. I love that that's turned into a thing. That's so cool. Right? Right? Yeah. That thing's not just turning into a thing. That thing is going to turn into a worldwide thing. Yeah, because that's where Astrid's going. World <laughs> Astrid's yeah. going for the freaking moon, I tell you. Yeah. Let's get to Chris's comment here before we close things out totally. Now, let's combine all the wrestlers that have been mentioned. We got Karrion Cross, Baron Corbin, Bray Wyatt, Malachi Black, and possibly Elias. This could be the stable I mentioned. It's a new dungeon of doom. <laughs> Almost, right? right? At this point. But Except maybe... it might actually be cool this time. Gacy, not fact, he says, but Chris says with Joe Gacy as the manager. Yeah. yeah. That's that's definitely a possibility. Definitely a possibility. Astrid, you were definitely going to have to make sure that you go back and, and watch this again afterwards. And... Um, you let me know if you see anything like QR code-ish come up when Joe Gacy is there Yeah, yeah. on NXT. Chris, you were right. We are not far away from War Games. I do have to mention as well, there was one last thing inside of this. How did I forget that here? <clears throat> There's also coordinates inside that URL. That's right. There were coordinates inside oh. that URL, which marks the location of the Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia, which is the location of this Saturday's Extreme Rules pay-per-view. There you go. Which some people are reportedly saying is the time when the White Rabbit's identity is going to be revealed. I doubt that it's going to be. I think we're going to continue to get more White Rabbit stuff out of this. Um, I don't think that we're really going to find out who is actually behind it all. Let and it build it all right off, to Royal Rumble. Let it build I, right I, to Royal Rumble. Yeah, I think that would be really yeah. cool. I yeah. think that would be really cool. And then as a surprise entrant, you have Jefferson Airplane's White Rabbit start because right. they obviously have bought rights to use it because they're using it on... Um, they're not using it on television right now, but they're using it at shows during commercial breaks and they're doing it at house shows. So they're using the music already. So why not? Yeah. To top it all off, there's a code that was hidden in the magic eye painting as well because we didn't touch on the magic eye painting that apparently reads MTA4MJL. When decoded, I don't know how they decoded this, but apparently when it decoded, and I've seen this in multiple places as well, it actually reads 10822. The date of Extreme Rules, October okay. 8th, 22. There you go. Huh. So that's like where we'll see it then. It's very possible. Very, very possible. Again, everybody, thank you so much for coming in and joining us here this week. This has been an absolute blast, and I love the commentary coming from everybody in the chat. It is absolutely fantastic. Don't forget about Rogue Energy, our newest affiliate. Olay, make sure you're going and checking out Rogue Energy. Use that QR code that's right there. Going to take you right to the site. And use that promo code OLE pods pluralized. Make sure that S is on the end. OLE pods to get 10% off your entire. 
purchase. Joe, I want to thank you so much for hopping in here with me again this week. What you got, my friend? So one more thing that I thought up on the spot here. Since you had Ooh. mentioned um, uh, with the uh, the extra turn reel, I just put it recently, and it kind of climbing up on the on the views. Um, if we get that up to a hundred views, uh, I will do a. Um, we'll go through this uh, recent commander deck set and break down the entire deck. It's a hundred hundred card uh, commander deck, and we'll break down all the, the really cool major cards and break down how this. Uh, deck is designed to work and how to function and how to win with it and yeah we'll do that if we get um, the most recent episode of extra turns up to 100 views i'll make that video happen there we go guys go over to turnbuckle studios over on youtube share out that video for the extra turn and make sure we get that up to 100 because that will be some really fantastic extra content that is put onto the channel fantastic excellent idea joe thank you very much for doing that i know you enjoy doing content maybe not necessarily professional wrestling content all the time anymore but i'm glad that you're still doing content because you're good enough smart enough and doggone it people like you with that being said again thank you so much remember everyone the world's a scary place take care of each other